0: Welcome to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. It's the new year and you know what that means. Time to get our lives right. If you're like me, getting organized and feeling productive is always the goal. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Dr. Yolanda Rios. Dr. Rios is a middle school principal in New Caney ISD in Houston, Texas, and she's here to get us right. With all of the demands of being a principal, organization is key to the success of your school. And you as a professional. Dr. Rios is giving us some of her strategies and tools to stay focused and be organized as a school leader. Today is part one of two. I'll link all of the tools mentioned in the show notes and in our website at principlesofsuccess.com under this episode. Let's get started. Yolanda Rios, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Henry.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad that you're here because I'm a student today. I'm going to learn so much from you. I'm super excited. So before we get into it, tell our listeners about you.
1: So I'm Yolanda Rios, and I have the pleasure to serve as a middle school principal. This is my second year little bit of background on me. I have been in education for about 16 years. Uh, I started out as a teacher's assistant. I was a bilingual teacher. I became an instructional coach. Then I took the route of assistant principal and I moved into the middle school. So most of my background was elementary and then I fell in love with middle school. Um, And then I wanted to tap into more of the instructional side, and I took a job uh, as a director of multilingual, and I had the opportunity to really grow that department and uh, really expand on it and got to do a lot of cool things. And then I was like, I, I missed the instant results, having an impact um, feeling. And so uh, I, I went to my boss, and I was like, I, I want to be a principal. And she's like, what? <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> Uh, I went back last year and this is now my second year and it's, it's been awesome.
0: Don't regret the choice.
1: No, if you would have asked me last year around this time, I would have been like, what was I thinking? Uh, but now right. I'm in a really cool place. I've been able to hire a lot of great people that I've worked with before. And, you know, once you kind of get your team together, your dream team together, it just feels different. And, and I have mm-hmm. definitely felt it this year. So.
0: Oh, I love it. And shout out to you as a middle school principal cuz I'm a recovering middle school principal, so appreciate that. I'm really curious about your your transitional pathway. This is fascinating to me. So, AP to director, director to principal. What have you learned through those transitions? So,
1: I was an assistant principal. At another district, I had a phenomenal principal um, who decided to retire, and um, I actually had the opportunity to be interim um, because she kind of had a little bit of an early retirement, and it was a really, really neat experience. I did have a little bit of a uh, family thing happen during that same time, you know, but everything happens for a reason. My daughter uh, was born and she had a rare chromosome disorder. Mm. Um, So, you know, I thought about it and I said, you know, I've always been interested in curriculum instruction. I'm going to try a different pathway my multilingual department at that district. I used to collaborate a lot with them. And so I said, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go the multilingual route. I'm very passionate about bilingual education, dual language in specific. Uh, I'm gonna try that out. And I landed in New ISD and that's where I'm still at. And I just fell in love with that. More than that, I I just really fell in love with the, the department itself and just how we worked so well together. So when I became a director, um, you're going from this tiny little, like I'm disciplined for this grade level yeah. to, you know, just you oversee one tiny little department to now I have 19 schools uh, mm-hmm. with over 6,000 English learners and, you know, we have to meet these marks. You have state accountability, you have all these things um, and then you have like a million dollar budget that you have to manage in federal funds and you have state funds and so the learning curve, as you can imagine, was like, whoa. Yeah. So I, I thought I was extremely organized and I, I managed that director role, I think, pretty well. We expanded when I got there. We only had one person in the department. When I left, we had four and we had 25 um, support people on the campuses that were an extension of our department. Mm-hmm. So I really had the opportunity to expand it by a lot. So then I figured, okay, well, going director, going to principal organization is going to be a piece of cake. I've managed millions. I've managed a ton of people, piece of cake. And uh, I, I was in for a super rude awakening. And I really reached out to as many experienced principals as I could. And everybody had a different method that worked for them. And that was great. And I tried all of them and none of them worked for me. So I just couldn't figure it out. I tried the paper. I tried the calendar. I tried the print, the email, and put the deadline and make file fold. I mean, I've tri- I tried it all. And then I'm like, why can I not figure this out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can't get organized, it's really difficult to make an impact, to really carve out specific time for that creativity. For that extension. I mean, there's a lot of pieces, as you know, as a principal that go into it. So
0: it's so funny you say that because recently I was listening to a teacher talk to me about a, a new principal that was coming in and the fear they had because in the interview, that principal said, I'm not very organized. Like, I still write things on my hand. And (laughs) of all the things in that interview that that person (laughs) remembered, it was that because they said, how can you not be organized and be a principal? So it's so true. And it's not a skill they teach us in credentialing school. Nobody talks to us about it. And it is such an important key to leading your school well. Yeah.
1: It's make or break. I mean, you can have all the ideas in the world. You can have all, you know, the people in the world. But if you don't have like strategic execution well thought out plans I mean it it, it can definitely yeah. and it affects everything it affects morale
0: it affects, affects a lot of people 100% and so this yeah. is why I'm a student here today because <laughs> you are getting things done and I feel like there are things in our leadership world like your school plan and some other district deadlines your budget mm-hmm. that the district mm-hmm. gives you those deadlines and so you have to follow suit with that you have to get in line with it but just the day Today can be so overwhelming. So, I want to get inside your head a little bit and understand how your day flows, how you manage it. So, let's go through some of the tools you find most effective. And I'm probably going to have a hundred questions as you go through them. So, what are you using?
1: So I am going to preface this again one more time because I don't want to sound like the know-it-all, but these are all (laughs) because of trial and error. Yes. Uh, Lots of error. This is my second year, and I feel like this has worked for me. But obviously for our listeners, you're going to find things and you're going to be like, this is great. This is not going to work for me. Totally. Um, So I do totally preface it with that. That's Um,
0: great.
1: So one of the things is – digital calendars. I know everybody uses them. There's some people that use the digital calendars as well with the paper calendars. I did that for a little bit Mm -hmm. and it was driving me nuts because guess what? I had to fix my paper one to align with my, and it's, it just, yes, it's, it's for me, it set me up for failure because I was spending more time updating my paper one than my digital one. So I do have a digital calendar. Everybody books everything through there. I know open door policy is definitely what people talk about, what makes a good leader. And I totally understand the theory behind it. Uh, I am not your principal that's in your office at all it's very rare. I'm there in the morning to get my thoughts together. I'm there in the afternoon after kids leave. And but during the day, it's very hard to find me. So one of the things that I really I try to be accessible to my teachers, as I'm in the hallways, checking in things like that. But if there is a meeting, um, they have a specific link that they can schedule me for. And my teachers have gotten really good about using it, um, and they can they can say you know they can schedule a fifteen minute, a thirty minute, or an hour meeting. I'm super flexible with those things, whatever time. Um, And it also gives them an opportunity, gives me an opportunity to prepare by allowing them to kind of summarize what their bullet points they're wanting to speak to me about. And I think that's really good because the last thing you want in a meeting is for it to be unproductive or you're like, let me get back to you on those decisions. So now you're having Mm -hmm. to schedule another meeting to follow up with those things. So, um, in my Calendly link, I have them actually kind of type out what is it going to be about, um, so I can make sure to get my thoughts together before that.
0: Okay, I have a question for you before yes. we move on. So, my question on the digital calendar is so, and I'm I'm totally being selfish with this. I feel like this is therapy for me right now.
1: So, <laughs> I
0: our district is an Outlook district. My mm-hmm. personal email is. Gmail and so do you just use your district one and then how do you make sure like your personal life how are you syncing calendars so we're pretty lucky
1: because we go through Gmail for our district oh, bummer. Um, So I know so all of mine are together but I will say this um, when I had when I was in my previous district we did use Outlook so I don't, I don't know I know in the Apple app you were able to have all of them together yeah. I don't personally like the email app on the iPhone. I just feel like everything gets bundled. You know, it's just not, it's not. I like the Gmail app. It's very clean. It has the swipes, which I'll talk about a little bit more with that. But the digital calendar, I mean, how long have y'all been on Outlook?
0: Oh, a while, a while. So do you just use your Gmail Calendar, mm-hmm. so nothing special, just your work calendar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's my work calendar. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So digital calendar, you mentioned Calendly because that's the link mm-hmm. that links to your calendar and they schedule times through there, right? Mm-hmm. And then you were, you were starting to talk about Trello, which is an amazing tool. So talk to us about Trello.
1: Yes. So Trello, I actually was introduced by it by our digital learning director. I one time I just happened to walk in and I in her meeting she was with her team and she was talking. Um, they were going through all of their projects on this beautiful board, and I was like, "What is that?" And I need to have it. So the. First time I launched it was um, at the central office level with my team. And it was just a great way for us to manage our timelines with large projects. So this is not like your day-to-day, like make sure you do this, make sure you check your email, make sure you turn, you know, it's not for those, it's like for your big projects. So for example, if you're launching, you know, a PLC rollout or a, a fundraiser project or like those big nuggets that you're you're delegating to your instructional leadership team. This is a great way that you can see what the progress of the project is. Um, they can move the cards from left to right to see where they're at. Um, you can sync everything that involves in that card. So basically what it looks like, it's a it's a beautiful board. You add what they're called cards in them. And, and in those cards you can have different documents, different timelines. And a checklist of it. So one of the things I always promised myself is that whenever I leave a position, I want to make sure that I set the next person up for success. Absolutely. yeah. And that they physically see what goes on month to month, because Mm. I've stepped in so many roles where I was clueless. I feel like that's kind of my my paper trail for people too is to see, okay, this usually goes on in August. This goes on in September. And then so you can actually integrate a checklist in it. You can integrate the documents that belong to it. And it's a great way for you to check on your people without checking on your people. Because, you know, again, we're trying to maximize our time, right? So mm-hmm. instead of having to call somebody into your office and say, hey, how are you doing with this project? You can easily see kind of that progress. So again, that's for my big projects. We yeah. start really fully launching our Trello. and we, we start our board. We close our board um, in January. So in January, we'll, we'll start our big projects for next year already.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so we just start and we we basically started out with what did we do this year? What did we hate? What did we like? Mm. Um, We get some feedback from our teachers as well. Keep it started, stop it. And then we build our projects for next year. And that allows us to have at least a really neat skeleton of what we want to focus on for the next school year and then start, you know, creating captains of those projects.
0: Oh, that is so great. And such a shift in thinking because that doesn't align to a calendar year or a school year. Mm -hmm. It's a calendar year. And so you have to get people thinking differently. So I I love that. That's really great. Okay. And then I want to talk about Google Spaces. That's another one of your tools.
1: Yes. So Trello, big project. Um, Yeah. And... Google Spaces is our day-to-day. I love Google Spaces. Have you used Google Spaces before?
0: I have never heard of Google Spaces. Oh, my gosh.
1: You are missing out. It is incredible. Okay, tell me. So it's it's Google Chat, but you know like back in the day, in the AOL days where you had like rooms that you could chat with? Okay, so it's that kind of concept. But it's like a Google space. It's like you add the people that you want mm-hmm. in that space and it's a chat just for y'all. But within that chat, there's three tabs. You have your chat, you have your files that you share as a team, and then you have your task board. So that's like that day-to-day, like, oh, like I'll send, hey, make sure that we have copies for parent night tonight. Hey, make sure that we have, you know, that's your day-to-day. Yeah. That wouldn't go on your trello board. That would be your day-to-day tasks. Now, have you used task board yet? No. Google? Okay. It's another. Okay, oh y'all. Listeners, if you did not get anything, Taskboard, y'all. Taskboard is what changed my life. Um, task Taskboard is integrated within the chat. Everybody on my team has a task board it's accessible through Gmail and I can assign them tasks and it'll automatically populate on their to-do list without me having to tell them. So it's really cool. So yes, it's magical. And I'm the, I'm the one that showed my team. And now I get things like assigned to me all the time. They're like, it works two ways (laughs) boss. (laughs) So um, I, I love the task board. Um, The task board actually allows you to um, set deadlines on it Mm. and it'll tell you, you have three days until you have to turn this in. You have two days until you have to turn this in. It reminds you every day. Mm. It shows up on your Google calendar as well. And you can attach things as well.
0: Oh my gosh, that that's so incredible. Right after we stop recording, I'm going to go check out all of these things. I was going to okay. tell you,
1: when we start recording, I'm going to show you all these things. Yes, please.
0: See- yes, please. Yes. Okay, are there any more tools that you find super effective?
1: Um, I think we covered most of them. Um, scheduled email, mm. I'm a big fan of it. I am a, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm a workaholic but I do understand that not everybody is. And I'm very, I try to be very respectful of people's time. So any email in the evening and the weekends, I schedule them to work hours. So that was just a little tidbit of information um, that I want to give people. I've learned that the hard way. Like to me, if my boss texts me at 10 o'clock, I don't get offended. Like that's you know, but yeah. I have learned kind of, you know, that not everybody is like that. So, yeah. Scheduled emails has been a cool, very, very cool feature for me.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because recently I learned in talking to someone. They didn't even know that you could schedule emails. So whether you use Outlook, Google, they all have a schedule feature where you can do that at a time that works best for other people. In fact, in my Outlook, sometimes because I am a workaholic too, and I'll be on working on the weekends and about to send an email and a little thing will pop up and say, consider sending this during normal work hours. So, okay, (laughs) Outlook, I hear you. I will schedule this email. I got you.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes,
0: yes. That is so funny.
1: I do want to hit on, I know we're short in time, but I do want to hit on briefly, just because I think the amount of emails a principal gets, especially a first-year principal gets, is like, Atrocious. I mean, it's just so so yeah. many emails that you're getting at a time. I think I get anywhere from 200 to maybe 220 a day. Yeah, and um, wow. I figured like I had to learn really fast how to categorize immediately because I'm a person that can't go to sleep till it's zero because that's just how I am, and it. I feel like if I'm still lingering with emails from the day before, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be playing catch up. Um, But just I wanted to, for our listeners, just to remind them that, you know, if you check an email, there's three things you can do to it. You archive it after you read it. You can create it into a task. If you have your task board, it actually has a little button in Gmail that you can actually create it into and it slides into your to-do list. Or you can star it for a reminder to review it at a later time. So those three things and you make those decisions pretty quickly. So that way it's not getting so heavy.
0: I appreciate you saying that so much because I have an email problem as a principal. Like it just, you're mm-hmm. right, it just grows and grows. And so every once in a while, I feel like just select all and delete. Like I just want to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. take them and, and get to inbox zero. But I do that a lot where I'll see an email and I'll read it and then I'll mark it as unread and I don't go back to it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I appreciate that system so much.
1: yeah. And And that helped me kind of go through them pretty fast. And then also, just with emails, one last thing, um, I am not a big email sender to my staff. Mm. I really rely on my weekly le- newsletter. Yes. So I probably my, if you asked my teachers right now how many emails does Dr. Rio send a week, they would probably tell you maybe about three. Yeah, So everything is in the newsletter. So and I will literally respond if they have a question, I'm like, it's in the newsletter. It's in the newsletter. So I, the first year I had to really train them to go back to the newsletter. And so it's really a, a process, but you want to make, it's really to help them because you're not getting a hundred emails and trying to figure out, is this important, this important? what You know, so imagine like a yeah. first year teacher is, it's hard to, you know, decide that those pieces though. So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So Yolanda, we are approaching our time and I still have so many questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. What do you say we pause here and we pick back up for a part two? What do you think about that?
1: I would love that. Yeah. I would, I would love to do that. Anything I can help.
0: Holy smoke. So much goodness in this episode, right? As a reminder, all tools and sites mentioned will be linked in the show notes and on our website, PrinciplesOfSuccess.com, under this episode. Stay tuned for part two next week as we continue the productivity discussion and chat about reflective habits to put in place. I'll see you next week. Until next time, this is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.